0: Contemplate the workings of the inner being. Your eyes are wide open, but are you really seeing? <sighs> I'm just going to take a nice deep breath to arrive here myself if anyone cares to join me. Mm. <sighs> all right, party time. Mike, Mother F and Dillard. So, first of all, I adore you tremendously and I appreciate so much. What you've started to create for people. Before we even begin, I just wanted to say that what you're creating for entrepreneurs, for business owners, to get some certainty, uh, to take some action, and to take some consideration in pivots um, versus getting too emotionally reactive. So for anyone tuning in right now, uh, whether on video or through the podcast, uh, this is Mentor in the Mirror. mirror. I'm Ta. And I'm Cole. We We are Ta Ta Cole. Cole. This is episode 70, 70. 70, which is awesome that numbers uh, are getting up there a little mm-hmm. bit now. Hey, smidge, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'd
1: like to welcome the one and only Mike Dillard to our podcast, to our broadcast, and uh, to our audience. So this gentleman has helped us through uh, with languaging with our business, he's helped Hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs, thousands, to thousands of entrepreneurs, <laughs> Tens of thousands. to uh, to really uh, upgrade themselves, their businesses, and the services that they provide their businesses, uh, their customers with, their uh, their clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, th- he's unlike any person that I've ever encountered or worked with uh, in, in in my time working as an entrepreneur, which has been forever. <laughs> and so, we'd like to welcome him to the podcast. Welcome, Mike. Yeah, thank y'all. Thank y'all for having me. I'm stoked yeah, to be man. here as always. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When it when it comes to um, seeing an opportunity. Right. And everyone is a little bit still in arms making adjustments. Kids are home, have to lay off staff, like all sorts of things are happening. Where where do we begin?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You tell you tell me where, where where would you like to begin? Is this are are we talking to to business owners and entrepreneurs right now and and how to adjust? Yes, okay. Yes, yes. We yep. Are. I
0: would say small business. Um, and when I say small business, like the three hundred to seven hundred k, right? So maybe okay. they're online coaches, maybe they're you know working mostly with virtual teams and trying to really sort how to how to find opportunity through this and survive it.
2: Yeah. Well, absolutely. Uh, this is my fourth crisis that I have business through if you will 2001 was the first round lost my shirt didn't know what to do was about the first time i was an entrepreneur when uh, 9-11 took place (coughs) had no idea how to handle that and ended up you know abandoning my business and waiting tables until you know the world got back to normal a year or two later uh then the iraq war took place that you know also came into consideration and then the crash of 2008 happened by then i was a lot smarter much more experienced and I essentially was ready to turn a crisis into an opportunity at that point. I had changed my thinking and what I was looking for when events like this happen, and I knew that they, they create opportunities. Um, so I essentially pivoted my business. I came up with a new idea for a solution to a problem that was created by the crash of 2008. Built that business in 60 days uh, just you know, from my laptop I launched that, and we did over three million in revenue in our first week. With that being Uh-oh. said, I had a large audience by that point, so that was a big part of it. But uh, by the end of the first year, that had grown into an eight-figure business and had absolutely been uh, embraced by the general public as the solution that they were looking for when it came to financial education. And so that was a, a really big lesson learned for me on on how to turn crises into opportunities. And it really is just it just comes down to focusing on. What are the problems being created and, and how can I either pivot what I currently have to provide a solution to those problems? Or if you have the, the flexibility like I did as a solo entrepreneur in, in 2008 to embrace and pursue a completely new idea, well, then it's a great time to do that. So the first thing that I would encourage people to do is to take care of your needs, meaning you know the the, the higher levels y'all can y'all can go through maslow's hierarchy of needs you know food shelter water things like that uh it, it, i would i would include health supplements and medications into that uh during this particular crisis because if you're concerned about getting the medications that you might be on if you're uh, diabetic and you're you know running uh, short on meds or if you're on supplements and going through a health crisis and they're currently sold out Uh, You need to get your hands on that stuff. You need to get your hands on some additional food, toilet paper even, you know, whatever will give you comfort. And the entire purpose of that is strategic. The purpose of that is to chill out the limbic fight or flight area of your brain so that you're not in this place of fear or scarcity like everybody else Mm from running around from supermarket to supermarket all day so that you can chill because now you know you've got your needs met for yourself and your family and then that will allow you to relax and then start to look for opportunities to get into work and get into flow so for me that's always been step number one you know after i think i don't know if it was after the crash of 08 or before then it was after uh you know i went and bought a ranch and a year supply of food for my family and i was like this is something that i learned from some very very wealthy mentors of mine people who've made literally hundreds of millions of dollars and they're all essentially strategic preppers where they have these essentials in place so that they don't have to think about them anymore. So that's step number one. Step number two uh, is to really identify your own confirmation bias. So the single deadliest trap that people can run into during a time like this is to make assumptions or jump to conclusions that they don't even realize they're making. And so we call this confirmation bias and the best way to identify what yours is, cause we all have one for the most part is what's your opinion about what's happening with this crisis? Are you sure that this is going to be over in a few weeks or are you sure that this is going to get much worse than last a year? You're usually going to be in one of two camps. You can, tell that easily by the news that you've been sharing with your friends or posting on Facebook. Um, but either of those camps, they're both wrong. They're both wrong in the fact that nobody knows what's actually going to happen. So if you think, you know, what is going to happen, you're wrong. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. So, uh, if that's the case, you're essentially guessing and you're gambling. And you're gambling on the future of your business and the decisions that you're going to make and the direction that you're going to go based on this, this confirmation or this assumption that you're making. And so the, the tip that I like to give folks is just pretend like you're looking at a black wall and on the other side of that wall is the future. And if I'm like, Hey, what's on the other side of that wall? Your answer is going to be, I don't know. You can guess, but at the end of the day, you really don't know. And so you want to identify the, the fact that you have confirmation bias and then Eliminate it, right? Become aware of it so that you can eliminate it. And at that point, you've now set yourself up to not get run over by a 50, 50 chance of you being right or wrong. Right. Um, at that point you want to strategically make plans for either outcome. So I like to make plans based on event based milestones. So I don't want to make a decision on whether or not I should downsize my team Today, just based on where I think this is going to go or what I think might happen, I want to make that decision based on a a revenue milestone or an expense milestone that I'm seeing in my business on my books. So if my revenue drops to X amount of money, then we make these cuts. If it drops to that amount of money, then we make these cuts, right? Mm. And so the decision comes from a rational strategic place rather than a reactionary emotional place. Uh, the last thing you want to do is hold on to your staff longer than you should have because because sales revenue has dropped. Um, and then having to be forced to make that decision because you don't have the ability to pay them next week. That's the last place you want to end up. In fact, you mm-hmm. want to make that decision two to three months ahead of time. Uh, we're still fairly new into this process, but if you can start to project out and set up these milestones in your business, you'll at least have them identified. The next thing you want to do is share those milestones with your team so that mm-hmm. they can rally behind them. Uh, they're going to understand that if the company doesn't make money, you're not going to have the ability to pay them and they don't want to lose their jobs. So they're going to do whatever they need to do to rally behind these milestones in this mission. And everybody comes together to make sure that you stay above those and that that doesn't happen. Uh, so those are those are two of like the biggest initial pieces of advice that i can give to folks that i've learned over the years and i see unfortunately nine out of ten entrepreneurs making both of those mistakes right now most of them have a confirmation bias and a very strong opinion about what's taking place and what they think is going to happen most of them are waiting on their hands hoping things are going to get better i have other friends that are going on the complete opposite direction super super smart individuals way smarter than i am And they're hunkering down for 12 months off the grid with, you know, seeds and chickens and, and all of this stuff. And I went down that route already. And I know that being in that kind of mindset can absolutely backfire as well. Because if this does end in six weeks and everything gets back to normal, you've just completely shifted your entire life and your entire business a completely different direction that isn't really that important anymore. So that awareness, I think, is just key number one.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, everything that you just described is applicable really to anyone in any circumstance, right? It's like, if you had an inventory of all of your expenses and having these projections of when they're going to have to be cut off by, then you're also able to say, okay, can we prioritize with the team, right? Like what are the most important things I've got to keep going? And then also while you're doing that, doing that with your home, with your bills, Right, doing that with even with credit card payments. If if worse came to worse, having a late on a credit card is better than other things, right? So it's like that that clarity is going to bring a bit more certainty with a plan, so that you can stay focused. Because what happens is people get into that um, stress response, they get into that reactive response, and then that's when really rough uh, decisions start being made when people panic because that without have access to any information <laughs> it's uh
2: well we see that in a stock market well. all the time right we see people panic selling stocks and panic selling bitcoin and crypto and then guess what a month later it's back up <laughs> you know yeah and they they yeah, fall and at this- the bottom yeah
1: the the confirmation bias thing is it's a real situation. And anytime someone is certain, completely certain about something, it's very dangerous. You know, Hitler was very certain about the Jews. you know look at look, look at look at the, look at what that ended up in. Uh, you know, we find that a lot of entrepreneurs have that confirmation bias with their health. And it's a place that we work in. People are like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm fine. And I'm going to take these supplements, do a couple of biohacking techniques, and nothing's going to happen. And meanwhile, they're they're very certain about their business and how things are going to go. It's either right or left. Uh, there's no wiggle room and then if the business crashes the body crashes the body crashes the business crashes it it all falls in tandem so i really like that that terminology uh confirmation bias that's very fresh i like that man so uh i I don't mind uh hope you don't mind if i borrow that as we start swinging
2: forward i I certainly did not invent it (laughs)
1: okay yeah. yeah it's uh it's it's yeah it's a pretty uh it's a pretty uh great uh, way to reference that. So thank you, man. Thank you for bringing that to the table. And you know, I've been in that space of having my own confirmation bias with things, and letting that stuff go allows the body and the business to actually be flexible to to pivot. And I think as entrepreneurs, we need to be able to to, to change with the market and the conditions around the market, or whatever our markets are. You know, so yeah. Well,
0: mapping out the considerations, right? Um, being able to have what the considerations are within the market. I've just found that definitive statements in business, in life, and whatever are going to get you in trouble because you never have all the information. Even if you think you have all the information, you don't. Or the source was biased, right? So it's still coming from someone else's projections or someone else's lens. That's so
2: That's Yeah, that's a great, if you don't mind me jumping in, that's a great please. point because I learned this the hard way. Like I learned, I learned this, I made a lot of investment decisions with all the money that my business made after 2008 that didn't pan out as expected. And it happened because I was studying a lot of super, super smart people, uh, and in the financial industry that were absolutely certain based on their decades of research and previous experience that X, Y, and Z was going to happen. And I'm like, these are the smartest people on the planet. When it comes to this, I'm betting on their side and what Mm -hmm. they were certain about didn't take place. Right, Right. so their confirmation bias got in the way of them, and then it passed it on to me, and I adopted it, and then and then we all lost. And so, this is you know this is coming from a a place of experience. And then I'll I'll throw I'll throw this in there. I've noticed this a lot over the last couple of weeks. A lot of people, especially if you're in a really tight financial situation, and you're in essentially a, a circumstance of scarcity, are projecting that scarcity onto everybody else. And so if you're an entrepreneur and you're a business owner and you're selling a product or service, and if you're in a really tough financial spot, your tendency is going to be, again, to project that scarcity onto everyone else and assume that they are feeling the same way and in the same position. That's just a natural human thing to do. And the challenge with that is, is if you do that, you're not going to allow your brain or really anything to create the space and the ideas and the opportunities to turn that into money and turn that into sales. Cause I can tell you this right now, just because you can't afford to buy something at the moment, doesn't mean that that is the case for everybody else. There are a ton of people spending a ton of money every single day. Right now they're on Instagram, they're shopping because they're bored out of their mind. They're buying products, they're buying services and money is being spent and things are being purchased. But if you're projecting that, that mindset onto everybody else, you're like, man, nobody's buying anything right now because you aren't. You just screwed yourself. Like You just tied your hands behind your back and you've just made it 10 times harder for you to get out of that mode and to start making money again. So that's another kind of self-awareness test that I want people to, to take into consideration. I just want you to know that uh, there's a ton of, money, of people with a ton of money and I like to come up with solutions for rich people. <laughs> um, there, there is always people who are looking to spend money. And so if you can find a way to pivot your services or products to appeal to people who are wealthy, uh, they're making money in this time. Some of them are going to lose money, but a lot of them are making money right now because they're sophisticated investors. Um, they're buying. They're buying cars on the cheap. They're buying real estate on the cheap. They're buying stocks on the cheap, right? So yep. if you can just figure out how to reposition your offer to appeal to that market, there's more than enough money out there to go around for everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed.
0: And I, you know, that's something that we actually—that's uh, something that we believed as things started to shift, and then we got confirmation of it the day of. We went out to breakfast with a friend. And he was like, I want to come on the whale trip. We're like, cool, we'd love to have you. He was like, cool, I'm down for two. And this is when everyone else Mm -hmm. had pulled completely back because they're buying resources, Mm -hmm. toilet paper, whatever they're stockpiling, uh, more guns, more ammo, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever they felt like they needed. And it was such a beautiful reminder as soon as this stuff hit that we actually immediately attracted people that were not thrown into the chaos They were like, "Oh, okay, here we go. Let me get on this surfboard and you know carve. And I can't control the wave. I can control my direction in tandem with the wave. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're going this way, cool. I'm going to make adjustments. And you know, some of the services that
2: for an idea. So sorry, (laughs) keep going. But No, please
0: go. No, listen. Anytime Mike Dillard has an idea, everything stops. Yo, like that's for anyone in the audience." Perfect. Um, and that's what I mean. If Mike Dillard has an idea, it doesn't matter who it's for. Everything pauses for a second. It's Mike important. Mike
1: Dillard's shift. writing it down. Yes. Everybody, wait.
0: So, but this is this is just it. You know, the difference between the people that will come out on the other side 10x what they were before and all of the launches they had planned the next year that they've been spending the last year preparing for are taking a big sideline and for some, a complete redirect. But when, so we call this a condor energy or a puma energy, depending on which phase that you're in. When it's in a condor energy, it's the flexibility to change because you have the freedom of knowing you have everything that you need between your resources, your community resources. And so as you climb in the takeoff, that's the hardest part. But once you get there, then it's soaring. It's Mm -hmm. longevity. It's long distance. And if people aren't considering their personal health ramifications through this ramp up, getting back to the grind, then six months from now, a year from now, it's going to be an adrenal crash of some sort. So that's the other thing to consider. And you have experienced this as well you know, that drive and having the health crash, I would love for you to share your last experience of that, just to kind of heed any entrepreneurs that are going back into that, you know, put your head down, get the work done, turn this stuff around really quickly.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So a year and a half ago, definitely pushed way too hard for way too many years, took, took the body for granted. Um you know, relieve stress with alcohol and queso (laughs) and Tex-Mex.
0: I mean, queso does heal many things, even if you're lactose intolerant eventually. Yes.
2: yes. (laughs) So, um, and I won't get into the details, but that turned into a toxic mold infection and a brain injury that's taken about a year and a half to heal from. And and I'm still healing from that, Uh, along with severe adrenal fatigue and uh, insomnia and all kinds of stuff. So... Um, at the same time, like I get it when you're, when you're an entrepreneur in a time like this and every part of your world depends on you making money, keeping your, your bills paid and all of that. Um, it's hard not to, to get into that energy in that space. Cause you kind of, you're kind of going to war and on one hand, I'm like, you got to do what you got to do. Like if I'm in, if I find myself in that position, I'm going to do what I have to do. Uh, yet at the same time, I'm also going to do whatever I can do to support being in that place, meaning zero alcohol, zero sugar, zero desserts, zero, uh, anything, lots of sleep and everything else that I can to provide myself with the energy and the stamina that I need to work 12 hours a day, if that's what's necessary. So, um, I think folks right now who are essentially drinking this whole situation under the table and, and binging on Netflix, if you're an entrepreneur, Uh, even if you have a job you don't know if you're going to have that again you don't know how long this is going to last maybe it'll be over in a month maybe it's going to take a year and this is going to get ridiculously bad like the great depression right with food lines and things like that so uh if you if you are a business owner and if you're just netflixing out and and you know popping popping bottles of wine uh i think you're in for a really 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 rude awakening and you're also missing out on a massive opportunity Because a crisis situation is always a bonding experience for people. And the people, the folks who are going to come out of this on top and 10x their businesses when this is all over are the people who are showing up and being leaders and serving and, and, you know, just doing whatever they can to help, uh, but essentially going to work. Are they going to be the ones that just crush it? And they're going to be the ones that survive this as well. And if you're not doing that, you're, you're toast. It's uh, there's a yeah. great, there's a great, uh, history lesson from the great depression where a lot of, well, not a lot of several companies came out of the great depression and essentially did that. They came out and dominated their markets in their industries like Coca-Cola and things like that. And they, and those companies are the ones that kept advertising throughout the depression. Uh, the ones that went under or the ones that pulled out on advertising just decided to sit on the sidelines and wait things out but coke because they kept advertising took over all of that market share right they had a free free territory to gain all of it and they gained that loyalty and when the markets came back nobody cared about the competitors anymore everybody was drinking coke Uh, so that's the opportunity that we all have right now in all of our niches and all of our industries so, we're out like doing what y'all are with these with these lives and these interviews, putting out videos, putting out content, uh, serving as leaders for people who need help. and that's just a really, really important strategy for folks today.
0: And it is an amazing opportunity to bring value. I, you know, and this is one of the things I honor with how you've always shown up um, with your programs, your processes, your mentorships is showing up with value first. Right. And then when someone sees the value, it's like, wow, what else is there? If this is what that, you know, what
1: he's given away, if he's given away this much value, you know, what, what else does this guy have? I mean, or just,
0: or just the resonance, like you get to really know someone and if their messaging and their, their mm -hmm. stuff aligns with you because there's not one way to do it.
1: Yeah, man. And I, and, and again, man, I think it's one of the things I admire about you the most is what you give and how relentlessly and selflessly you give, uh, to people and, and you care. And and there's this caring behind how you operate, which brings that authentic space to the table. And it's just like, this is what happened to me. How can I help you? and this is what i have to offer you and you know if you want to work with me cool come work with me but this is how you can move from a to b and there's never there's never any tricky nonsense it's never any you know but wait there's more you know none of that stuff it's always this full disclosure and the way we work with people and the things that we encourage is for people to be vulnerable so that you can actually connect. And I see, you know, the, the way I connect with what you're doing, the way I watch your audience connect with you is uh, is something that I learn from all the time. And and I draw, I draw great inspiration from that in knowing that what we're doing is on the right path because of the success that you've had. So when I watch what you do, you know, and I watch you carefully, um, watching what you do and how you do things is really, really awesome. Man, and I, And I really appreciate the way you show up it makes me feel safe and that there are people out in this world that are doing business that actually have the, you know, the, the, their clients in best interest in mind and not just the clients, but the other people that are rocking alongside them. You're not just trying to get business from everybody. You're looking to actually bolster and support these entrepreneurs in, in, in fulfilling their life's dreams, not just how many programs can I sell to these people? And, you know, let me get as much money as I can. You have this, 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 uh this raw, genuine quality of like, man, I want you to succeed. What can I do for you, bro? Yeah. I, I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to actually piggyback that because all of the difference of, and what Mike is saying for anyone listening, watching, whatever, is that you might've projected the financial success of two years from now that could be here six months from now for those that are willing to see opportunity. You know, this could be the fast track, even if it gets a little uncomfortable entrepreneurial paths are that yeah. way. That's yeah. why, you know, for us, when people are like, oh, what will I do for food? I'm like, oh, honey, I've been in such worse situations than this. <laughs> I can fast for five days. Like I think like this is the least of my concerns because through our own journey and leaving the jobs that we have, creating our business together, the many evolutions of that to get us to here, where we actually feel like we're finally in our zone, we're start, you know, like really stepping into what is ours. And having people like you creating the value that you do is part of what got us along the way when we couldn't afford coaches before, mm. you know what I mean? I had to do more research and legwork and back end stuff and whatever, but we did that for years where we didn't have a team. We didn't have the money to hire a coach. You know, I think our first coach was about 500 bucks a month. Yeah. Mm. And that was a stretch. You know what I mean? That yeah. was our first mentor and that was a stretch, Um, And now to know that, you know, for us to spend 10 times that on a coaches Mm -hmm, has been because of people like you putting out content that I could grow through and grow with um, and do the best that I can. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not going to master all the things.
2: Yeah. Yep, I agree. Yeah, man, agreed.
1: Yeah, bro. I mean, it's 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 phenomenal uh, what you're bringing and the calm way which we which you bring it. Like right now, in particular, uh, I've watched some of the videos that you've put out. I've watched, I've read the emails, and there's this real calm, easy look? This is this is what I'm giving you. Uh, there's no ramp up around what if you fall, what if your business fails, da 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 da. If you don't act now, you know it's just hey, look, this is where we are, and it's this is what truth. you can do. And I really appreciate that demeanor, man, because the nervous system and you—we're all about the nervous system, bro. Yep. The nervous system being in a calm place allows a person to to situate themselves and actually evaluate all the information that that you put in front of them. Allows them to take what you offer and and apply what what works for them, and then move and keep it moving, man. I really, really appreciate it. No, thank y'all you, uh,
2: you know I think mm-hmm. a, an important lesson that that I had to learn going through this health journey which y'all were a part of my healing process uh, over the last year and a half you know losing the ability to think or even leave the couch or work for a year uh, was the single most humbling thing I've ever had to go through and what that essentially did is it removes any need or desire or expectations around what what's actually important and what you need and so at that point it radically shifted my oh gosh what's the what the way to put this um just my perspective on what really matters and it changed it from you know how big is the house or how much money is the is in the bank account to is anybody bleeding out in front of me that i care right about? no okay then everything's fine you know right. so so if you're feeling stressed out right now because you might not be able to pay rent or whatever it may be uh okay that might be the case and you'll be fine it'll be uncomfortable and it'll 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 not meet your expectations of the idea of what what you should have and where you what you should be experiencing and and you know have it from a security standpoint at the moment and you'll be fine and you'll get it back <laughs> so um yeah yeah it's going to be the the most important thing to that we can all take away from this entire deal is lessons learned so that's all i'm looking for from going through this is what can we learn from this what can we take away from this so that the next time something like this happens we'll be smarter wiser more prepared and you know even better off uh you know the next time so i would highly recommend people are keeping a journal what did I learn today? Maybe about the confirmation bias piece. Maybe about the, the scarcity projection. Um, but what else? What else can you take away from this? What are you observing in market behavior? What are you observing in customer behavior? What are you figuring out that's working, working today in, a, in this marketing environment? Well, I can tell you now, ad costs have gone down significantly. A lot of people think, you know, they've pulled their plug on their advertising. But guess what? The cost to acquire a lead for us has dropped by eighty percent.
1: Yeah.
2: you're missing out on that.
0: That's a big deal.
2: Yeah. You're missing out on that. It used to be 10 bucks a lead. Now we're generating liens for one to $2. And so we've got, I've got friends who are generating literally two to 3000 opt-ins a day right now. Wow. Um. And so if you just saw scarcity and pulled the plug in your marketing campaigns, you could be making more money than you've ever made, but okay. you don't know that because you jumped to a conclusion. So more lessons to learn, more observations to make. Yeah, and with
1: those observations, considerations. And you know, I want to swing back around to the point you made about the journal. Uh, journaling is something that I'm very astute about. And and we as human beings have maybe sixty, seventy thousand thoughts a day. The average person, if you're an entrepreneur who's thinking about a lot of stuff, you've got a lot more stuff breezing through. So if something plus
0: depending on what other things
1: you do, it's multidimensional. I'm saying. So so <laughs> so so you know as, as things come up like you were saying, you know it, it, this uh, the the, uh, the confirmation bias like I scribble when you said it, I scribbled it down because I've got all these things, flowing through me. I mean, mean, what did Mike say later on? I can't remember it. I can always swing back to my journal and it's there. And it's something that I review at the end of the night and then at the end of the week. And it's always there. I can always swing back to it. But these are things that we don't want to miss as entrepreneurs, as people, period, is when there's something that's important that resonates with us to write it down so we can swing back to it. So, you know, especially with the way the internet is right now, people are doing tons of lives. There's a lot of information flowing. The things that resonate, write them, just scribble it in a journal, man, and come back at the end of the day, scan it. And then at the end of the week, and this is something that that you can put in your, in your calendar, put this stuff in your calendar, you know, at the end of the night, check your journal. At the end of the week, check the journal. At the end of the month, do a month review and just see what's there and then really align and lock this stuff in, man. This, that, that's an important point. So I appreciate you bringing that up.
2: Yeah, and something else just popped in that I think is important to cover. Don't stop selling. Like mm. there's a lot of people who are doing a lot of free content uh, you know, we're doing our weekly podcast. Y'all are doing your show. A lot of people are, who are natural leaders are stepping up and they're providing free guidance and leadership. Do not stop selling. And mm-hmm. especially when this first started the first two weeks, there was almost this, this, this shame that was spread around. Like, don't you dare mm-hmm. sell something right now? Um, mm-hmm. you know, how could,
0: you yeah. Like you're taking money? advantage of people.
2: Right. And that is coming from someone who's, clearly adopted a victim mentality and now Mm -hmm. they're, they're trying to assert, you know, and project that onto everybody else. And so, uh, don't stop selling because you need to take care of, of your bills. You need to sell your product. If you're selling something valuable, people still need your product. They still want it. They're stuck in a house. If you're in the health and fitness industry right now, you should be making a killing doing at home Mm -hmm. workouts or, you know, at home cooking recipes or whatever it may be. Um, if you're doing financial education of any kind, if you're doing entrepreneurship of any kind, people need to make money. There's going to be people who are literally losing their jobs by the millions, uh, you know, during this that are going to get fed up and say, you know what? Never again, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to, I'm going to go down this path. And so there's tons of opportunity out there. Do not, do not let people shame you into, to not selling your product, um, and double down on it. Like I'll just give (laughs) everybody my strategy or marketing strategy here and what we're doing. So we're taking free content videos that are, you know, the first one I put out was that seven steps video, 25 minutes long in front of a whiteboard. Which was an awesome
0: video. Yeah, Yeah, thank
2: you. So we're, you know, we posted that, but as you know, organic reaches next to nothing. Even if you have a decent following, maybe a few hundred people are going to see it. Uh, So we are promoting that ad and we're spending money every day to promote that as an ad and put it in front of an audience. And because of that promotion, I think it's up to 120, 120, 130,000 people reached or something in the last 10 days. And that's growing by like 10,000, 20,000 people a day. Um, And I'm not selling anything in that video. That's doing one single thing. It's putting me in front of them. Uh, I'm giving valuable content to help them that positions myself as a leader. And then we're also going to retarget that audience and everybody who watched that video with an ad in the next week or two with a product that's designed to help entrepreneurs who are going through this experience and need some guidance and help. So that retargeting, uh, you know, ad is going to cost a fraction of what it would previously. So while if we sell a thousand dollar product, it might've cost us $500 to acquire a customer before this started. Now, maybe it might acquire, you know, cost us a hundred to 200 bucks to acquire a thousand dollar customer. And so the only people who are seeing our offer ads are people who have, we've already given goodwill to we've already given free Mm. content to we've given for free. We're going to continue to give for free. We're going to new produce and put out a new free video like that every single week. And then, we're also going to say, hey, we have something that's really valuable that can help you right now mm. for sale. Um, and that's just how we're approaching this whole situation.
0: I love it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a awesome idea and uh, that is something that we are working on applying as we speak.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So before we kind of bring this to a close because we've covered a ton and I'm, I feel really complete in everything that's been covered, is there anything else for someone watching, Mike, that is you know, watching the videos or they're not sure where to go. And of course, leave your website or, you know, the best place for them to hit. I'll put it in the notes as well. Um, but any other kind of thoughts or direction or things to consider that if someone was looking at themselves in the mirror, maybe it's a mindset thing right now because business strategy, they can follow you for, but if someone was going to look at themselves in the mirror, since this is mentor in the mirror, yeah. what, what could you invite for them to explore for themselves?
2: Uh, I would write down, I would sit down and write down your assumptions about what's taking place and your feelings about what's taking place. Meaning, uh, and just be brutally honest with yourself and literally don't judge it. Just write down what comes out. But is it, for a lot of people, it's going to be things like, you know, this is horrible. This is scary. Uh, My business is, is dying. I'm running out of money. People don't have any money to buy things with. Um, you know, what if somebody gets sick? What if somebody I know dies? Something along those lines, right? Cause that's what people are seeing and being fed a thousand times a day through the media right now. Mm. Uh, you're going to get what you look for. Your brain is built to do that. You're built is your brain is built to find what it is that you're looking for. And so if you're telling yourself these things, that's what you're going to find. You're going to find scarcity and poverty and pain and all of this stuff. So just be honest and write that down and see what it is that you're telling yourself and then ask yourself if that's going to serve you and really help you get to where you want to go and, and to get you in a place where you want to be. And if it's not, then your number one job above anything else is to re retrain your dialogue. Uh, so then I would start to, to write down, what do you want to experience? What do you want to see? What do you want to have happen? Uh, you know, what are what do you want your beliefs to be? My beliefs are uh, that the bigger this crisis gets, the bigger the opportunity it is. I believe that a ton of people have a ton of money to spend right now. I believe that I can create a product and a service that would be of, of extreme value to folks that can help a lot of people and that they'd be willing to spend money on. Uh, I believe that no matter how long this happens, we're all going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. And I believe that I'm going to learn some unbelievably valuable lessons from this experience that are going to benefit me for the rest of my life. So that's what I wake up and how I think about this every single day. And that's a conscious choice. And that conscious choice is executed in the fact that I ignore anything negative on the news. I only spend Mm -hmm. a very brief amount of time on Facebook. If I have people in my you know, friends feeds who are constantly posting stuff about the virus or arguing or the news or whatever. I just put them on mute or I unfriend or I I just block that out of my space. Um, and then I get to work because the single best thing that anyone can do is to create momentum and you create Mm -hmm. momentum by taking action. And so for me, I've gotten more done in the last three weeks than I have in the last three months. And it's been super Mm -hmm. fun and energizing and awesome. Um, and so that's, yeah, I think that would be my my final piece of advice. That's huge. Because <laughs> that just this
0: one last thing. Let me unload everything that will change your life. <laughs> that
1: was awesome, man. We so appreciate you, Mike, man. Uh, thank you so much for all that you've endured to get you to where you are uh, you know, all of the shitty stuff and all of the awesome stuff. And thank you for all that you put, put out into the world
0: and all that you support with us brilliant. so that we can bring our, you know, all of our stuff out to the world. Yeah,
1: Thank you, man. We we really appreciate and feel the love and, uh, the, the, the way you honor us, man. Thank you so much for that. and And we're down for you, bro. We're down, mm-hmm. we're down for the get down. Likewise. Like, yeah. Likewise. Team yeah. Mike D. So uh, yeah, so so let, the, so let the people know where they can find you and, and what to look for.
2: Uh, just mikedillard.com is great. Um, you know, we've got our podcast we put out every week there and we've got a little survey folks can fill out that will essentially tell us what you need help with and where you're at. And if we have some resources that uh, will benefit you, we'll send them to you. So that's awesome. It. So, yeah. awesome. Epic. Thank well, you. in
0: the spirit of- Absolutely. I mean, anytime we get to spend time with you, we are thrilled. And in the spirit of doing what Mike Dillard says, I have provided this wonderful text. Mm -hmm. So anyone that's looking for more of these conversations that are at no cost, that are for digging into some of these concepts, some of these conditionings that create Mm -hmm. patterns that might be in your way, you can text optimize the word optimize to 22999. Um, and there's going to be some new stuff coming there. The reason we are having you go to text is because we can update you much quicker as we shift some things around. So thank you again so much, Mike, for coming on the show and for everything that you're sharing. And we can't wait to come squeeze you. And if someone's in your pool late at night, don't worry about it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's getting warm now. (laughs) We're gonna we're gonna have to go quarantine on the boat. Hopefully, in an yeah, right, yeah, right? Yeah. We'll quarantine we'll just uh,
0: we'll wear the J.P. Sears uh, hazmat <laughs> yeah. suit on the boat.
2: So,
1: so everybody out there who's listening, we know you love this. Rate, review, subscribe, share, share with it with a, a friend. friend. <laughs> Until next time, my name is Ty. My name is Cole. We are Ty Ta Cole. Cole. This is Mentor in the Mirror. Be,
0: Be free. free.